0: Well, interesting new research from Washington State University on bathroom signs and how they may uh, get young people, especially to be more accepting of, of different genders. And joining us to explain all this mm-hmm. is uh, Tracy Gillick. She is an assistant professor with uh, Washington State University Murrow College of Communication. Great to talk with you, Tracy. So much, Joe and so this was uh looking at uh, I guess uh, how students might react if they are in a in a uh, an environment where you've got um what we know as traditional bathroom signs man, woman, and then in another environment where their the bathroom signs are are not designated by gender right?
1: yes, that's correct the um other signs were uh, labeled all gender
0: so I guess what what was their reaction? How did this how did this all play out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in our study, we had adolescents go through this sort of virtual school environment where they were seeing different images and making different decisions throughout the school day. And then half of the youth saw the all gender facilities, which were restrooms and locker rooms, and the other half of the youth saw the gender segregated, the men's and women's facilities. And after they went through this scenario, we asked them a series of questions about their attitudes towards gender, their attitude towards trans and non-binary individuals, um, and some other questions. And what we found was that the youth who saw the all-gender facilities in that school environment, they reported higher levels of understanding that gender can exist beyond the male-female binary and in contrast, the youth who saw the men's and women's facilities were more likely to report that genders other than just male and female are not valid.
0: So, we, we also, uh, yeah, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I realized I was going to get into some of the other findings, but I don't know if you want that yet or want to just continue with that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, you no, I think uh, it's interesting because we've, you know, we've reinforced this obviously for forever. That men use one, women use the other, and there's really no in-between unless, I guess you could say, the, the, you know, the family bathroom that mm-hmm. has, has become pretty much the norm, I guess, in most public facilities over the years. But yeah, so mm-hmm. this, you know, just to, was, was there any, did, or did you look at whether there was any discomfort among those who were using a non-gendered bathroom? Uh, just whether, mm-hmm. I guess, what did you see there?
1: Yeah, so we did ask youth how comfortable they were using all-gender facilities and what we found was that the youth who had more exposure to all-gender facilities in their everyday lives, they reported greater levels of comfort with it. Um so we were in fact seeing that the more that they encountered these sorts of spaces, the more comfortable they were with them.
0: Okay, and so I guess by um then by along with that would go then more comfortable with people of um, different genders or genders that aren't easily defined as man or woman.
1: Yes, we found that as well, that the more that they encountered these facilities in their everyday lives, the more positive attitudes they had towards transgender and non-binary people.
0: And what, I guess, what prompted this research?
1: That's a great question. (laughs) So I, um for many years, have worked with a summer camp that has a completely gender-inclusive camp space. So all of the restrooms, all of the cabins, they're all all-gender. And even the policies are, um, you know, like pertaining to clothing and attire. They're all gender-neutral. So for me, going and working and volunteering in that space for, you know, a week or two weeks at a time, and then coming back into the, you know, so-called real world where we have the gender-segregated spaces it made those sorts of spaces a lot more apparent to me, and it made me think a little bit more critically about what sort of influence they might be having.
0: So, is this something that um, I, I guess, I guess, research that could be taken then by all sorts of different entities? And um, and do you expect it to be employed?
1: I certainly hope that people find it useful. (laughs) Yes, it's, um, you know, this study was using um, research with adolescents specifically, but my colleagues and I are continuing the work looking at the effects of these sorts of facilities on adult attitudes as well. Um, So I hope that the results of um, the multiple studies that we seek to do, that those can maybe inform social policies
0: one of my thoughts was that um just on a different note is that maybe if people are using a bathroom that they they know might be used by a person of the opposite or a different gender they they might be a little neater
1: <laughs> yeah i think we could absolutely use more cleanliness in public restrooms for sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, really interesting uh, research on just a, a, a simple way, I guess, that um, we could help in this case, young people. But you got to think, even even older folks, adults, uh, if they're in this environment and they're seeing this, they're like anything else, we just become accustomed to, to something and uh, and more accepting. Uh mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, really really appreciate it. And you folks do really interesting research there at Washington State University. Tracy Gillig uh, with the WSU Murrow College of Communication. And uh, once again, inclusive trans, uh, inclusive gender signs rather on bathrooms uh, just tends to make, uh, in this case, young people more accepting. And uh, really appreciate you joining us, Tracy.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Joe. I really appreciate you having me.